Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Klaus, pack your things. No, no, Klaus, you're not fired. Not this time, you idiot. Because you and Doris are coming with me to the Australian GP. Whoop! I am fired up. We've got just over a week to go. I'll be taking the private jet, of course. And there is no way in hell you guys are coming with me. You guys are on another flight. I've booked it for you, so you're welcome. It's in coach with a 22-hour layover and four connecting flights. It'll take you about a week and a half to get there, but it will be worth it because who knows? Maybe that'll give you and Dora some time to rekindle and that spark you once had. Because don't think that I haven't noticed the way you two look at each other. There's something still there. I can tell, Klaus. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. We are, we are very close. Klaus, shut the hell up when I'm talking. It doesn't matter that you two are related. It makes it much, much hotter. I'm telling you. And speaking of passion, your cousins, it's now time to hand the mic over to a man. A man that's been known to throw his tongue down the throats of anyone around him when he's feeling randy, family members included. That man. Is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. Woohoo! That is right. Grip it, grab on tight, ladies and gentlemen, because it's your main squeeze. Coldy, aka the Coldopotamus. Butt naked, browning up quite nicely, dripping from head to tippy toes and all the oils oozing in the jacuzzi. Ooh, wee. I'm feeling pretty damn good today at the Pimp International Racing Circuit by the pit lane, of course, looking over the 83-mile-long circuit scrubbed by hand from 95-year-old Doris 
When she's on all fours feeling comfortable, that's the way she likes it. She can be seen over there in the yellow bikini. Nice, nice jugs there by Doris. Looking like a million bucks. Hey, Doris, my angel. Hey, Doris, my sugar plums. Uh, if you happen to stumble across my Fermi, please just park it on up in there. As it is the parking in my Fermi show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world, according to my mum. And she's never wrong. Because we've got all the news, discussion, results, reviews, previews, love triangles, power rankings, and more. Woo! Episode 124 coming at you hard and fast, but don't be soft and slow. If you've missed out on the previous 123, they can be found at BarkingToMyFirmay.com, the number one website on the World Wide Web if you search PIMP in your Ask Jeeves browser, as I know you all use daily. We'll pop up. Top search result. You better believe it. But what I love to do is this. I love to grab the podcast listening device that I've got. I like to look down at a subscribe and follow button and just give it a little, just give it a little one of these, a little little slap and tickle. A light, gentle spanking. Like it was a long lost lover. That way you get to be the first in the world to hear this. My sexy, soothing, smooth sounds three times a week. And there ain't a damn thing wrong about rolling around in the slot with a gordopotamus three times a week. I'll tell you that much. But what the hell are we going to talk about today? Well, I don't know. How about I fix Formula One again, part 843. This time it's all about overtaking and DRSs. We'll be looking at the problems that Haas will be facing moving forward, as well as the driver power rankings. And much, much more. But first... To the 39 million that have filled into the circuit to watch me today. Please get up out of your chairs. Head on down to one of the 81 merchandise stands around the place and grab yourself a nice pimp silk embroidered robe. So that way you can get nice and comfy and sexy hanging out with your boy right here. Or if you're unable to attend the merch store, head over to parkingbyfairbay.com slash merch. Grab one from there. Special promo code in the description. And once you're nice and comfy, dripping from head to tippy toe in all the oils, ooh, feeling really good on the skin. Light some candles, grab a couple of double Midoris on ice, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, so that's uh, P10. Yeah, sorry about that. Result, beautiful hard work. Is there even a point for that position? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do get a point. That was a tough day in the office, guys. Thank you so much for Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's exactly what you need to do. What are you doing? Don't dilly-dally like your homegirl Sally from the Valley. Go ahead and go check out those socials. Give them a like. Give them a follow. I'm there every day, baby. Posting memes, posting articles. Just there to chat too. Slide into the DMs. Do it. I dare you. Stop note. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Oh, but Cody, every time we slide in the DMs, you want us to send you dick pics. No, I don't. That's Klaus. Klaus is the one begging for it. He keeps hacking my phone, I swear. I always pass those dick pics on to him that come through because I'm a gentleman. And that's what a nice guy does. And speaking of nice guys, I spoke to some mates earlier today about the show and what to talk about today. And you know what they said? Whatever you do, don't sing. Well, fuck you guys. Cause I'm about to bring the noise. Cause I'm feeling it right now. I need to. I need to sing. I need to. Woo! Yeah. Ooh. 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 Yeah. 
wanna hold you tight Pull you in, never let go Just never let go oh. Then I will fill up your back straight With my pin and tree Touching too much, but touching too much. Come hold me, I'll never let go. Come hold me, we can get low. Getting down and dirty, baby. Oh, girl, I love you so. I just want you to know. Get really flirty and just grab up on your booty hole. Grabbing your booty hole. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you are cute and all, but I just wanna, I just wanna get inside you. Get inside you, baby, just inside you. Get inside you, baby, get inside you. And just drive you all night long Yeah Oh girl Let's just run away together Oh baby Cause I just wanna I just wanna drive you all night long Oh Oh yeah Yeah so uh Fuck you guys, I want to sing, okay? Let him add, sing. But, uh, we had a good couple of races to start the season, didn't we? Yes, we had a good couple of races with a lot of drama and wheel-to-wheel action that saw the DRS zones work wonders. We saw overtaking nearly every single lap and often multiple times on the same lap as the drivers played DRS chicken with each other. I loved, I'm still rock hard. I speak to the doctor every morning. Why is my penis not going down? I'm that freaking throbbed up and excited. Like we saw between Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc in that last race, or even the first race. Look, let's take a listen to the battle from last weekend in Jeddah. Take a listen. Klaus, roll it. Now it's a game of chess. This is going to be interesting. Well, he's got DRS again, Verstappen. Can he stave off his natural instincts as they both lock up? Charles Leclerc goes through ahead. And they were both locking up in dramatic fashion there. But Verstappen has come out worse from that final corner. And even though he's got the DRS, Charles Leclerc has got a bigger advantage out in front than he did have going into the final hairpin. And he stays ahead again. Verstappen pointless after the first race. Leclerc is the championship leader. Verstappen on the inside. This time is just hanging back a little bit. Has patience. Finally found its way into Max Verstappen's vocabulary and vernacular. And is the patience going to pay off here? Because Verstappen has got DRS down the main straight. Charles Leclerc can't cover him off. Verstappen takes the lead of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And there are many in the grandstands who like that as Leclerc goes too deep into turn two. Verstappen leads and it's been building and building. Can Verstappen now hold off Leclerc? It was amazing. But next week, we're heading to Albert Park. Not this weekend coming up. Next week, that is, in Melbourne for the Australian Grand Prix. A track that traditionally 
Doesn't see a lot of overtaking and even less so in the past few seasons. Now, although DRS in 2009 when it was introduced has improved the amount of overtaking at the Australian Grand Prix, it certainly hasn't done it by as much as a lot of the other tracks. We've had 33 races in Melbourne, 23 pre-DRS and 10 post-DRS. Pre-DRS, we were averaging about 23.17 overtakes a race. Post, it's been 28.10. But 28 overtakes in a race still isn't a lot. That's not a lot to brag about. Now, is it better than Monaco? Yes. But if you brag about having a one-inch penis to a guy that's got half an inch penis, that isn't that big of a brag. But the data, it is there. The layouts for the tracks that are successful aren't secret. You can copy and paste them. So if it's a case that the FIA and Formula 1 want to go to countries and cities that fork out that amount of cash that they need, then the question is asked, why are the circuits so bad? Why aren't we copying the circuits that provide us with the entertaining races with lots of overtaking, lots of battles? We have 22 races on the calendar at the moment for this season. Now I'm going to list them from first to worst in terms of overtaking. And I don't think you're going to be surprised one bit. So coming in at number one is the Sakir Bahrain Grand Prix. 68.1 overtakes a race. Number two on the list is the Azerbaijan Grand Prix Baku. 62 overtakes a race there. Number three is Interlagos with 59.7. Number four, Portimao, which is surprising. Actually, I don't know. I, I think it's overrated. But obviously, the stats speak for themselves. Everyone loves it, and you get 56 overtakes a race there. Spa, 54.91. Cota, 48.5 overtakes a race. Montreal, 47.9. Be good to go back to Canada. Number eight on the list is Suzuka in Japan, 42.9. Number nine. This is surprising. Circuit de Catalunya Barcelona, Spanish Grand Prix, 42 overtakes a race in the post-DRS era. Number 10 on the list is Monza, 41.27. Paul Ricard, number 11. The French Grand Prix, the headache, the migraine track itself, 40 overtakes a race. Number 12 on the list, the Yas Queen Marina Circuit Abu Dhabi, 39.82 overtakes. Number 13 on that list is the Red Bull Ring, 39.13, which is surprising because I quite like that circuit. I think it's quite entertaining. Number 14 on the list, Marina Bay Sands, Singapore Grand Prix, 38.5 overtakes. Number 15, Silverstone, 37.17. Number 16 on the list is Mexico City, the Mexican Grand Prix, 33.4. Number 17, Hungara Ring, 30.36. Number 18... On the list is Albert Park, 28.1 overtakes per race there. Number 19 is Imola, 25 and a half. And number 20 is Monaco, 10.7. No surprise, Monaco is a long way back at number 20. So that's your list. That's from first to worst, the 20 Grand Prix we'll be tr heading to this season. All right. Miami is brand new and Jeddah is too new for me to have been bothered looking up the stats on. But out of the 20 tracks of the 22 we're going to, the Melbourne Grand Prix is third to last. And that beloved Imola that you're always, always crapping on about is the second worst when it comes to wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing and overtaking. Don't feel bad for hating Imola, guys. It's okay. It's not a good track. We need to wake up. We just have so much guilt entangled there with the passing of the great Ayrton Senna. 
But there's no surprises with Monaco down the very bottom. Even with DRS Assistant, it is the worst. However, we now have smaller cars. So maybe that's going to help. So look, I get politics. I watched House of Cards. I know what happens. The president fucks a young reporter and then he kills her before making out with a male bodyguard. It's politics, baby. I get it. I know why we go to certain countries. I know why we need to take a little bit of that uh, that cheddar, as so they say. But let's look at these tracks and find out why they aren't getting overtakes, why these track layouts aren't working and what we can do to fix them. There are some easy solutions moving forward, but what needs to happen is everyone needs to put their fucking egos aside. Be humble. Stop trying to come up with a brand new circuit that has over 100 overtakes in a race and everything is sunshine and rainbows because it ain't. Why not replicate some of the tracks that aren't on this list? Look at the circuits with the most overtakes and ask yourself, why is it that these circuits are getting the most action? I think people like the Australian Grand Prix. In general, they do. It's usually a lot of positive vibes around it because it usually is the first race of the season. We've been starved for Formula One and it's like an over-the-pants handjob of a race. It's not the greatest, but when you haven't had anything for some time, sometimes an over-the-pants handjob is all you need. You see, Shanghai gets an average of 74 and a half overtakes in a race. Now, I understand that China hasn't been too lovely to deal with lately, but now they're getting an F1 driver onto the grid in Zhou Guan Yu. I think it's time we start looking at getting back to China or at least replicating that circuit elsewhere. Same with Hockenheim Ring, averaging 66.17 overtakes a race. Istanbul Park in Turkey with 67.67 overtakes a race. Mind you, one of those three races in Turkey since DRS was a shit show with the weather, but that's part of it. How often does it rain in Monaco? We're at the Australian Grand Prix. A light drizzle gets me wetter than the track when it comes to F1 racing. Sepang, Sakia Outer Ring, South Korea, Nürburgring, Valencia, all circuits that provide more overtaking than most of the tracks we currently visit. But because South Korea and Germany aren't lining the pockets of the FIA officials, they aren't being rewarded. So okay, don't reward them then. But before building what they think might be a good circuit, why not think, oh, hold on a tick. Why don't we replicate Sepang and have those two long straights? Why don't they just do that? The thing about the Malaysian Grand Prix is that it's always raining. It's always monsoon season when we're there. It's a fucking fun track. I haven't watched a boring race there, or if I have, I don't remember the boring races there. I only think of the good times rather than the bad. But when I think of the Australian GP, I think of just boring, shitty races. Australia have some changes. They have made the changes. And the cars are different this year. So maybe, just maybe, things will be different this time around. And I fucking hope so, since I'll be attending the Aussie GP. But I'll say this. Albert Park, Melbourne, Australian Grand Prix. If you don't put on a good race this year, you can just fuck right off. And now it's time. Four, your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time. Yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. 
I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Ah, uh, stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Woo. Hey. Nice brisk one for you, but I think it's a really, really good stat. By the way, I'm only giving you a brisk one now because you see the amount of stats I dropped in that first segment. Oh, so many stats coming out the wazoo, baby. But did you know, Pastor Maldonado, yes, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, is still the most recent driver to convert their maiden pole to a win? I mean, Checo had a chance on the weekend. But that pit stop, the safety car really fucked him up. But how's that? Four. Your stat of the week. Bada bada bee, ba ba bada bo. He's a stat, man. Ooh, that was a good stat. It was. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat, man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Ba ba da ba dee, ba 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 da bo. Ba 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 da bo, ba da ba dee, ba 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 da bo. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You listen to the show, you give it five stars. You go to Apple Podcasts and you give it five stars. What are you waiting for? Give it five, give it five, not four, not six, but give it five. And I'll read your review out on the show, no matter what you say. I just want you to know, give it five stars. Give it five stars, give it five stars. And I will read it out. Go now and give it five stars And I will read out your review No matter what you say Slide into your DMs like every day Five stars Five stars I sound like an angel Can you tell I made this whole thing up a five stars? Ah, you sound beautiful, Cody, from a few weeks ago. Now, look, you know what the deal is. It's nice and simple. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes there. Listen to the show and review it five stars. Whatever you write, as long as you've given it a five-star review, you could write whatever you want. Shout out to your mum. Shout out to my mum. That's a bit weird. But I will read it out on the show. And we've got another five-star review this time from Gregory he says I wish Parker in the Fermi was my girlfriend I would make sweet love to it all night long well well Greg well, man, I'm getting a little bit hot and flustered here <laughs> but Greg not only can Parker in my Fermi be your girlfriend you can also take me whenever you want Woo! that was the five-star review it's that simple Apple Podcasts if you review it on Spotify, yeah, I'll still look. Give me five on Spotify. Google Podcasts, give me five there. 
I don't even know if I have reviews on Facebook. But the podcast goes up on the Facebook page too. Go ahead and review it there. I'll read them all out, baby. It's Max Verstappen that wins out. He takes victory in the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. And Charles Leclerc comes home in second place. <laughs> nice. That was good. That was good. Okay, 2022 20, has started. Wow, that was close. Wow, unbelievable. Well done, Max. Great, great job. Now gather round. Uncle Cooling needs to have a little chat with you again. Yes, yes. Scoot on over, boys and girls. No, no, no. Don't jump onto the set. Oh, security. They're jumping onto the track again. Please get them. Please remain in your seats. You'll get your one-on-one -on -one time with Cooley a little later on. <laughs> Woo! We'll be sipping some double Midoris on ice. I can't wait. Doris, start pouring them right now. But I've got to talk to you about why we shouldn't be getting too excited about Haas. And I know it's hard. Harder than my penis at the side of those two Haas boys. Woo! And Gunther Steiner. Don't. If, how was that picture of Gunther sitting in the boat? Mm. It haunts my dreams in a good way. And that's pretty goddamn hard. That's how hard I'll be. P.S. K-Mag, Kevin Magnuson, a.k.a. the Viking Princess and Mick Schumacher. Could they give Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz? Smooth operator. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. Uh, 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 smooth. But could they be giving them a run for their money with the best looking duo award? Mrs. Cordopotamus is going to hand those awards out mid-season. So uh, I think they might actually give them a run because there's some handsome, handsome boys right there. Nice little blonde, blue eyes. Stuff that gives Adolf Hitler a real stiffy. But it ain't all sunshine and rainbows over there at Haas because although Haas are out to an absolutely blistering good start, to the season, in particular compared to the last few years, there is some reason to that. There are brand new regulations and being dead last ensured that the team were able to take advantage of more wind tunnel time than anyone else. They took advantage of that in a year where there was a brand new aero packages and basically brand new cars. So I thought personally, I thought they would improve. I wasn't expecting a P5 or P6 or wherever the Viking Princess finished in race one, but still I did expect them to compete for a point or two. However, the downside to this is that more and more teams are going to start getting their wind tunnel time, start bringing their upgrades along, their aero packages, and then all of a sudden the overcorrectness is pulled back just a little bit and then Haas are settled to where they should be. This may not happen for a little bit. My guess is that Imola is a good example of where everyone is going to be for the rest of the year. So as the other teams start to catch up, what then becomes super important is the cost cap. For 2022, the cost cap is $140 million US. It seems like a lot of money. It does. But it really isn't. It's $5 million less than it was last year. And in a season where the cars are completely different, if you get it wrong, like Mercedes has, like Aston Martin has, they will need to spend a lot to try and get back to level with their competition. Haas are in a good situation. They're already doing far better than anyone expected them to be. They're using Ferrari engines, which are on point. But now Mick Schumacher 
has had a little bit of a shunt. A pretty fucking bad one at that. Back-to-back Bengals in Jeddah. So now Haas need to spend some of that $140 million to repair the car. That's now money taken away from developing it further to upgrading it to purchasing new parts. And Gunter Steiner believes that the crash that Mick had could be as much as a million dollars. He said this, the chassis in itself doesn't seem to be broken, the side impact structure. The engine also, I was told from Ferrari, seems to be okay. The battery pack as well, and then all the rest is broken. I think the cost is still pretty high because of all the suspension is gone, except for the front left. And I think there's still something on there. The rest is just like powder, carbon powder. I don't know money-wise as yet, but their cars between gearbox, the whole bodywork gone, radiator between half a million to a million dollars. Let's just take a listen to what happened to Mick with that crash. Klaus, roll it. I hate to predict because we're not that far off knowing, but uh, yeah, I'm confident. Oh, what oh. We'll just leave it there as Mick Schumacher hits the wall. Two tires coming loose as he hit the wall as well. And that is the second red flag of this session. Yeah, it was a pretty nasty crash that caused an hour-long red flag during qualifying over the weekend. Luckily, Mick was quickly rushed to the hospital and he is fine and okay. But looking at that car, I'm shocked that Gunther estimated it for $1 million to repair it all. It looks absolutely wrecked beyond all repair. Just build a brand new car, buy another one off another team because that looks horrendously destroyed. So with other teams now going to be able to catch up and with more resources as more money is spent on their repair work rather than the upgrades. So it's probably pretty safe to assume Haas may have seen their best results for the year already. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I want Haas to win a race and get on the podium every fucking race of the rest of the year. But Doris showed me her crystal balls. Klaus whipped out the tarot cards and I saw into the future. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. No, 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 no. And we can expect to see some dark, gloomy days this year for Haas. Still, going to be better than Aston Martin and Williams this year because those cars are pieces of shit. But i got to ask you, what do you guys think? Are Haas in trouble? Will they be able to sit there where they are right now in the hierarchy or are they going to start slipping? Let me know on the socials at Parker in my firm, my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, slide into those DMs. Arms wide open, baby. I'll catch you. You're not going to hurt yourself. But Klaus, Doris fed me a dodgy curry earlier on. Yeah. I've got some explosive diarrhea. Please entertain the people while I'm gone. Cheers. For generations, people would watch cars go by until they finally wanted them to go by fast. Racing was then born. And who was going to talk about all the racing? Why, Caldi, of course. Welcome to the Pocket in My Ferme Show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the world. Here's your host, Caldi. Doris, sorry about what I did in the, the toilet there. You will be spending a little bit of time cleaning that one up. But what a monstrous first half that was. We talked all things overtaking and DRS and statistics. Oh, all kinds of numbers crunched for you just there. The future troubles that are facing Haas at the moment as well. But don't go anywhere because we've got a big 
big, big second half for you as well. Talking power rankings as well as much, much more. And make sure you subscribe and follow too because we need to start getting you all ready for the Australia Grand Prix, which is coming up next week. So make sure you're subbed. Make sure you're following because you need to know what's happening there. Klaus, I'm still talking. You know what you need to do, Klaus. That's it, big boy. Fade me out nicely. Woo! Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is exactly what you need to do. Go ahead, give them like buttons a little spanking. Woo! And come see what I've got to offer. Yeah, come have a chat too. I love talking to you guys. Love it when you guys slide into the DMs. Been talking to quite a few of you recently, and it absolutely makes my day every single time. But also, what makes my day is a little bit of this. Ooh, baby. Drivers. Ranking. That's it. We just had a race, so we now need to rank him, baby. Drivers power ranking time. Get excited. Drivers. Ranking. Woo! Okay. So what we do here, we try not to take the cars into account, but we look at the drivers themselves. 23 to 1, worst to first. See how they all stack up. Then at the end of the year, we can have a look. What position did they get ranked more often than not? You know, then we'll do our final power rankings. We'll see how they're going. So it's based on current form as well. Not just what they've done in the past. All of that jazz, all of that hoopla. They're coming in at number 20, Nicholas Latifi. Because you're a rich boy oh, and you know you can't drive and it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your That's old exactly man's money. what he can do. Of course he can. Smother him in the teller. He can always rely on the money. Now, Williams keeps saying, oh, no, we don't have any pay drivers. He's here on merit. <laughs> he's, here. he's here on merit. <laughs> oh, smoking hot misses, though, Nicholas Latifi. Smoking hot misses. They all do. But Nicholas Latifi, you are now the joke of Formula One. We got rid of Nikita, give them titties a squeeze, Mazepin. You've now replaced him. You're the one crashing out red flag after red flag. You're causing halts to six. You're actually disrupting races. You're determining the results. You know, in qualifying, people can't set fastest lap times because you've caused a red flag. In the race, you have a crash, then all of a sudden, people can't get into the pit lane. People can't do this, people can't do that. Perez would have won that race if you hadn't have crashed. Abu Dhabi, do you remember what happened at the last race of the season last year? Yeah, because I do. I'm sure Lewis Hamilton kind of remembers too. You crashed. A whole whole season changed. You're not getting any better. You may be given the boot before the season's out. Number 19, Nico Hulkenberg. Now look, I love Nico Hulkenberg and I understand it's not easy to drive a Formula One car. It really isn't. No preseason testing whatsoever. Hopped straight in. Was probably in bed with about 15 birds just before his first race. Hops in and doesn't even know if he will or won't this weekend until Seb was announced he's out again. Hopped in. Next not up to scratch on a, such a demanding, demanding track. Yeah, I mean, you're down at 19th, but you should be. You, you beat your teammate on the weekend, which was a surprise. But uh, no, Hulkenberg, you're not coming back to Formula One. Your days are done. That is for sure. Coming in at number 18, 
is Lance Stroll. Because you're a rich boy Woo! and you know you can't drive. And it doesn't really matter anyway. You can rely on your old man's money. You can rely on your old man. That's exactly what you can do. Rely on that old man's money. But you need a little bit more of it because your car's a piece of shit. See if he can buy you a seat in a good team. Jesus Christ. They're horrendous. Stroll, no, you're just going backwards. I said it at the start of the year. I don't think he's improving as a driver. I think he's going backwards. Therefore, he's all the way down there at number 18. I got no love for you. Number 17. (laughs) This one hurts. Oh, this one hurts. Big Dick, Danny Rick. Give your girl the bone. Darren Avocado, Daniel Ricciardo. I love him. But he's now starting to get a few little errors out there in a car that's not performing, so it's only... Sticking those arrows, making them magnified. You know, we're seeing them. We're seeing them a lot clearer now. You know, you're holding people up in qualifying. You know, you're hanging back in races. You're not getting involved. Then all of a sudden, your car cuts out on you. That one's not your fault. That's why I've got you ahead of the others. But again, you had these issues at the start of last year as well. Let's start just putting together a couple of good laps here or there. Start making a little bit of move. Because... The thing is, I put you down at 17, but I'm still comparing you to your teammate. Your teammate's a lot higher than 17. Coming in at number 16 is Alexander Albon, Mr. They Raced Me Too Hard. And he had a lot of hard racing on the weekend. He's just not getting it together. I mean, that Williams is a... That's the... They're, them and the Aston Martin. I haven't decided which one's more pathetic out there, but Alexander Albon, eh... Bit of a nothing weekend from him. I'm, I'm just not seeing anything. Nothing exciting. You're not doing anything that gets my, my blood flow going. The plums aren't ripe for the picking just yet. So I've got you down at 16. Number 15 is Mick Schumacher, however. Now look, he didn't race on the weekend. I did like what I saw in qualifying. He got through to Q2. All right. He, he was sitting pretty for Q3 before he binned it. He did, he did well the week before. I actually like what he's doing. They're in a Haas. The Haas is looking pretty good. I think that window is going to start closing shortly. But I'm really liking what he's doing at the moment. So I'm going to have him at number 15. And until I see more, that's where he's staying. Number 14 is Yuki Sonoda. Now look, it's not his fault. He couldn't get a lap in in qualifying. He couldn't even start the race. So I'm not going to punish him for that. I, I can only really base it off what I saw in free practice. He looked pretty good. He raced pretty well last week as well. Like Those things are out of out of his hands. I've got to have him in at number 14. Number 13, Zhou Guan Yu. I like what I see from him. Oh, he looks like he's stepped up to the, the main stage, the big boy league. The bright lights are on him, and he's not quivering. He's not wavering. He's looking pretty good, and I like that Alpha too. I think the Alpha's really running well. Bottas has proven that, although he didn't have a good weekend. But Joe looks really, really comfortable out there. He looks like he's able to keep up with the big boys. I love what he's doing right now. I hope he continues this and doesn't do what Sonoda did last year, where one or two good races and the rest of shit. I hope you continue this and get a big bag of points. I'm excited to see what you do next. Excited to see you down in Australia too. I I cannot wait to watch you down there. I think that's going to be a great, great track for the Alfa Romeos. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. Coming in at number 12, Fernando Alonso. Now look, love the scrap between himself and Ocon. Got him down at number 12 because eh, 
I mean, he had problems, right? Lap whatever it was, 36, where all the drivers seemed to all, you know, fail at the same time. He had some issues. Again, not his fault. But when you're battling Esteban Ocon, you're a two-time world champ. You're in the exact same car and he's proven to you that he can defend like a lion. Defend like a fucking lion. You know, that's on you. You've got to be able to get past him. That's why I've got you down that low. I'm not disappointed with how you're doing because I love you and that Alpine. It's actually working quite well. But, you know, you can't get past your teammate and I don't even rate your teammate that good either. Alonso, come on, buddy. Give it up. Get get Oscar Piastri. That's who we all want to see anyway. I love you, Fernando. Let us remember the Fernando of old. The champion Fernando. Let's not think of you as this guy now. Although, my God, you're getting more and more handsome with age. I'm not gay, but I would. I, I, you just know I would. <laughs> Number 11, Kevin Magnuson, a.k.a. K-Mag, a.k.a. The Viking Princess. Now look, him and that Haas, they've just got something going. He looked really, really good out there. Again, wasn't able to get that performance he had last week. However, still looked really, really solid out there. I loved what I saw. Great work from him. He was the only running Haas out there. Didn't have the teammate to help him out with strategies or anything like that. Um, but still, solid. I mean, where I've got him now in this power rankings at 11 is where I expect him to finish in the Drivers' Championship. That's what I expected at the start of the year. But whether or not he can hold... If he can get to P11 or P10 in the Drivers' Championship by the end of the season, that is a remarkable effort. Remarkable. But that's the first half of the Drivers' Power Rankings. Oof. Get excited. I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, 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 oh. Drivers. Ranking. Oh, baby. First half done and dusted. Woo. Get ready. Big second half of Drivers Power Rankings to come. Drivers. Ranking. Oh, who's going to get number one, baby? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. But Klaus, Klaus, see our girl over there, Doris? Oh, see what she's wearing? Mm, she looks good in that pink, pimp silk embroidered robe she picked one up from the merch store you know you know i ain't giving her one for free money bag stars you know she ain't getting one for free but she looks good doesn't she yeah yeah Zach. shut the fuck up klaus i'm doing a bit right i'm doing a bit right now god damn it where was i all right yes she looks fantastic and you know why because she only buys the best the best of the best. She goes to parkingtomyfermate.com slash merch. She puts in the discount code podcast exclusive 5 for 5% off. She does all that. I don't know how she stills afford it. Oh, that's right. Free shipping worldwide. Competitive prices. And I do all of that. Because. That's exactly right, baby. Ow. We give the people what they want. Well, well, well. And you know what? 
You know what? She was worried about the sizes too. She's worried. She stacked on a couple. I didn't say anything. Klaus, I thought you may have gotten her pregnant, but she's 106, so I doubt it. Look, she's stacked on just a little bit, and that's okay. That's great for her age. All right, when you're 98, you need to be able to stack on a little bit of weight. You need to be able to hold it, and I love that she has. Well, cushion for the pushing, ain't that right, Klausy boy? Yeah, yeah, you have to push it. Shut the fuck up, Klaus. So that's why I've given her the range, the sizing range. Extra small all the way up to 5XL just for those big, beautiful, round babes. Woo! You know why I've done that. You got to give the people now. We're going to be more what they want. That's exactly right. You've got to give them what they want. What, 5% off not enough? Head over to the Patreon link in description, patreon.com slash parkinginmyfermate. Sign up today and become a legend. Join the Legends Club. I'm looking up there right now. Yes, in the corporate suites up there where the double Midori's on ice just flow all day long. We've got Austin, Caleb, Chris, John. They're having the time of their... No, stop waving, guys. Stop waving. Stop waving. <laughs> Those guys, they're the legends. The great ones. They're the people I love the most. I love all my muffins, all my cherubs. But... You've got to become a legend to get yourself an extra 20. That's right, 20% off with their super secret code you pick up on the Patreons page too. Woo! And you know why I've done that. Well, well, well. Drivers. Ranking. Woo! 10 to 1, baby. We're going to find out who's sitting atop the throne in the driver power rankings. Get excited! Drivers. Ranking. Woo! All right, now we're going to jump straight back into it because we've got the top 10 here. And coming in at number 10 is Lando Norris. And yes, outstanding performance from him in that car. Almost pipped Ocon at the line. But amazing, amazing effort because that car is a piece of shit. Oh my God, it's horrendous. But the way you were able to fight through, just hold on. I know there were a lot of retirements, but you got some points. Much needed for McLaren. Excellent job there by Lando Norris. I'm only going to see improvements, I reckon. I reckon by Imola, if they haven't got their shit together, then there's no point doing it for the rest of the year. Focus, start getting the little upgrades. Just start, you know, investing in the car for later on. Stop doing it now because you've got Norris locked up for four years. You know, the way BDDR, Big Dick Danny Rick's driving, you're probably able to lock him up as well on the cheap. So start focusing down the line now. He was in at number 10. Number nine, Pierre Gasly at the Alpha Gasly. Alpha Tauri champion, Pierre Gasly. I like what he's doing. It's not, I don't think it's as good as it was the last couple of years. Mr. P6. Pierre Gasly, because you've got now Valtteri Bottas has taken that role. He loves to find himself right up there now. But I still like what he's doing. It's solid racing, outperforming his teammate, looking very solid out there. Very quiet, just going about his business. You're not going to see much of him. He's just doing his thing. Coming in at number eight is Esteban Ocon. Now look, that scrap between him and Alonso was... Bellissimo. I love to see teammates fight like that. I love it, especially early in the season. Not a lot on the line, of course. I love to see him scrap. It's just, it's an amazing thing to watch. Um, great race from him. 
Great race. That Alpine is doing a lot better than I thought it would be. Coming in at number seven, Valtteri Bottas. Now he needed to retire. Not his fault, but he was sitting up nicely. He had a couple of pit stops. He had a nice little strategy. I wanted to see him on those mediums towards the end of the race, but then he had to stop again and they retired him. But oh, with about 10 laps to go, they switched him for the mediums or softs. I can't remember what it was. Probably the softs, actually. I just wanted to see what he was going to do with that because he was really hunting him down. It was going to look good. Coming in at number six, I'm going to have Lewis Hamilton. Yes, now look, he did go out in Q1. Automatically, I should have him outside the top 10. But he fought, he got it together, got himself a P10. Does that get to a point? Does that? Turns out it gets you a point. Well done, Lewis. Who knew? Who knew? Excellent work, great driving, kept with it. You looked absolutely wrecked and exhausted at the end of it, but still an awesome, awesome effort there by Sir Lewis Hamilton. Number five, Sergio Perez. Checo, now look. You started P1, you finished P4. Automatically, that's going to drop you down a little bit in the rankings. However, not your fault. It's very unlucky. Nicholas Latifi wanted to get involved. He was causing, you know, safety cars, red flags. Well, no, it wasn't a red flag. Because if it was, then you'd, you'd be in a perfect position. But unlucky. Unlucky. You pitted one lap too early. Just one lap. Awesome effort. You did nothing wrong whatsoever. You will get yourself a nice win this season, at, at least one, because you're looking really, really good, especially sticking it on pole like that. Ooh, after, what, 780 races? Well done. Coming in at number four is George Russell, Mr. Saturday. Got to stop fucking calling him that. Look, but he did all right. He got up there. He was sitting pretty high in the qualifying and had himself a pretty good race. I didn't see any of it because all the action was between Leclerc and Verstappen or between, you know, Ocon and Alonso. Or with Hamilton, like, action was all the way up and down the grid, except for the position of P5. George Russell just did, he just ran his race, head down, doing his thing. Good on him, just solid, solid outing by George Russell, well done. Number three is Carlos Sainz. Smooth operator, ooh, smooth operator. Hey, Carlos looked good. He looked good. I mean, he's disappointed in his efforts, but he's doing exactly what he needs to do for that team. Ferrari will win the Constructors World Championship, and it will be because of Carlos Sainz, not because of Charles Leclerc. It will be because of Carlos Sainz. The smooth operator, look, he's going to be disappointed, picked up a position on Perez with the pit stop, but just did his, just did his thing again. You know, I know he wants to be in that battle up the front. I know he wants to be a part of that. But you keep you keep getting on the podium, then, hey, you're going to be fine. Number two is Max Verstappen. Look, he got the win. He's sitting number two. He started from, what, P3, got up there, was got ended up winning the race. Ended up getting a lovely overtake. That battle between him and Leclerc, the DRS chicken that they played, locking up the tyres. It took him a couple of laps to realize, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to get you now. I'm going to get you now. Rather than just seeing that gap and going for it straight away, he held back, oh, I'm going to get you now. And coming in at number one is Charles Leclerc. Jerk the Leclerc. I don't mind if I do because you looked very, very good out there. You didn't get the win, but hey, you've got a first, got a second. You're doing everything you need to do. Just keep 
the car on the track. Keep qualifying well. Keep it out in front. Uh, got Australia, then Imola. You get a couple of podiums there, then you're sitting real nice for that Drivers World Championship. Woo! And that was your Driver Power Rankings, baby. Sing it. Drivers. Ranking. Woo! George Russell 4, Carlos Sainz 3, Max Verstappen 2, Charles Leclerc number 1. Woo! Drivers. Ranking. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for another show. Episode 124, done and dusted. Head over to parkitinmyfermate.com. If you've missed out on the previous 123, you can download them there. Make sure you subscribe on your podcast listening device so you never miss out again. I'm bringing you three shows a week, baby. I need you to be up to date on all the news and going-ons in the world of Formula One. Woo! And of course, parkitinmyfermate.com slash merch to pick yourself up something pretty. And head over to the Patreon as well if you want to become part of the Legends Club like these lunatics are up there in the corporate suite. <laughs> Caleb, your shirt's off again. Jesus Christ, every goddamn time. We've got Austin the Queen in the Legends Club. We've got Caleb, Chris, and John. They're having the time of their life up there. Sign up today to become a Legends. Get yourself an extra 20% off in the store. Get yourself a shout-out. Your name in the show notes every single time. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's money can't buy experience right there. Except your, mon- your money can buy it. Because you can sign up to become a legend on the Patreon. You know what to do. Link in description. But guys, I just want to say this. I just need to say this right now. I need to. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.